Welcome to China Horse Business, the one and only podcast focusing on the booming Chinese equine market, bringing to you by two experts of Chinese equine industry, Zoe King and Wen Li from Shanghai and Beijing, introducing China to the world. Good morning, Wen. How's going? Good morning. China announced ten new measures for dealing with COVID-19 on the seventh of December, accelerating the shift from the zero tolerance stance. These new measures include lifting COVID testing and healthcare requirements for domestic cross-regional travelers, and scrapping negative PCR tests and healthcare requirements for entering public places, except for designated locations such as nursing homes, medical institutions, and schools. They also clarified that asymptomatic carriers and mild COVID-19 patients are allowed to quarantine at home. This sets the tone for future COVID-related protocols and bolsters the confidence of next year, especially for equestrian event organizers and advertisers. Now, let's tell our listeners what do we have for China news on November 30th. General Administration of Sports of China and Minister of Education jointly issued the notice on the 2023 enrollment management measures for sporting training, martial arts, and national traditional sports majors in ordinary colleges and universities, encouraging qualified candidates to apply for the exam, which has arrived everyone's attention. The notice pointed out that the enrollment of sports training, martial arts, and national traditional sports in ordinary college and university is a special type of exam enrollment, which is part of the college admissions work. In 2023, there will be a total of 117 college and universities recruiting sport training majors, and 58 college and university recruiting students majoring in martial arts and traditional ethnic sports. And guess what? A question is among the list. Equestrian, as one of the professional sports training program, has been included in the enrollment plans of more than 100 universities, including a large number of 95 and 211 universities. It can be seen that not only colleges and universities specialize in sports, but also many comprehensive universities have set up equestrian majors, and equestrian is getting more and more attention from college sports disciplines. All right. In our China Club session, we'll bring you to Shanghai Victoria Equestrian Club, which was founded in 2020. It is an equestrian operation management organization integrating sport and fitness, leisure and entertainment, business communication, and equestrian operation management system development. In the same year, the Nanjing Horse Dancer Champion and Cavalier students of the club. Join hands to establish the Shanghai Victoria Horse Dancer Champion Competitive Stable, which will continue to inherit and carry forward the Victorians' equestrian spirit, brave and honest, man and horse as one. As a member of the Chinese Question Association and the Beijing Turf Question Association, Shanghai Question Association, the club has three operations in Shanghai, and each field is constructed according to the venues of the FEI competitions, creating excellent hardware facilities for the cultivation of future riders. The club now has a total of 100 half-blood horses, 21 blood horses, and two breeding stallions. In just two years, three sites in Shanghai. But it seems that it is too fragile to expand so fast. According to our sources, all sites of Victoria Equestrian Clubs terminate their operation since few months. 
It is a failure example in operating an equestrian club in Shanghai. Not every club is being successfully run. We shall analyze and learn from the mistakes. That's right. Now moving on to our China story session. I interviewed a Taiwanese equestrian professional living and working in China. Her name is Kelly Chen, and she works for a Dutch equestrian equipment brand DT in China. Let's read out her answers to our classic seven questions. Okay, the first one: name and profession. My name is Kelly Chen. I'm the sales director in China for a Dutch equestrian equipment company named DT. When and how did you get involved in the equine industry? I joined the company in two thousand and eight. It has been twelve years I work here. Why a horse is special for you? I've learned English riding in Taiwan. Always very fascinated by horses and the sport. What's your most memorable horsey moment? Riding outdoor in the rain with friends. Who is your idol? Liang Ruiji. He's one of the China Team Tokyo Olympic riders and winner of many national jumping competitions. What is the must-have item you want to recommend? I recommend a nice set of brushing kit. Last question: What's your goal in the next five years? I want to introduce our brand to more Chinese riders. Kelly added, "One of our added value services is the tailor-made saddles. We can provide a saddle fitting to our clients." By doing so, we help Chinese riders can pay more attention to horse welfare and use correct saddle for themselves and their horses. Very cool. I know Kelly has just come back from Taiwan, where she played visit to several local equestrian clubs. So she is definitely the person to contact if you want to get to know more about equestrian sports in Taiwan. Interesting. I only know the dressage is very popular in Taiwan. Would like to chat with Kering again to know more. Me too, but that's all the time we have today. Let's talk again next week. All right, take care. You too. Bye. And this is the twenty-first episode of season three. Please leave a comment wherever you listen to this podcast, as your feedback is how we can make it better. The next monthly China Horse Business Live is coming soon. Yes, it will take place on the ninth of January, twenty twenty-three, from three p.m. to four p.m. Beijing time. See you in the next episode. This podcast is co-hosted by Zoe King and Wen Li, powered by Wonder Horse, a business solution provider focusing on Chinese equine market and a bespoke equestrian community in China.